0: tonight I'd like to speak to you all um, about, actually, the Catholic Ministries of Appeal, the CMA. And I'll do it in the context of our feast. And our feast is uh, the dedication of St. John Later, which is actually the Cathedral Church of Rome. Uh, Many people think that St. Peter's Basilica of Rome is the Cathedral Church in Rome, but it's not actually St. Peter's Basilica is very well known because it was built over the tomb where St. Peter was. But actually, the cathedral, properly speaking, of the Church of Rome is St. John Latin. and we, the entire Universal Church, celebrates the dedication of that particular church because that particular church is the mother church of all particular churches in the, in the entire world. So, St. John Lateran is the Mother Church of the Church of Hong Kong. St. John Lateran is, is the Mother Church of uh, Buenos Aires. St. John Lateran and the Church of Rome is the Mother Church of the Church of Rochester. And so, this feast is really a feast about our Catholicity, the universality, of church of which we are a part of, the universal church of which the Diocese of Rochester is a part of, and the universal church of which St. Hyacinth is a part of. And we can look here in our first reading uh, a very, very profound prophetic vision that the Prophet Ezekiel has. He sees a future temple. Okay, in his day, the temple was uh, destroyed and it, was, it went into uh, disservice. The Babylonians have come so is almost uh, 600 years before the birth of Christ. And God shows him a vision of hope. He shows him a future temple. But this future temple is not a, it's not a literal temple. This future temple that he sees is fulfilled... Primarily in, in the Church of Jesus Christ that was yet to come, and it, we notice something very really important—a river that's flowing forth out from under the threshold of the eastern wall of this temple, and it flows. It's kind of difficult to envision, but. Uh, if, I, if you can imagine, say, a, you know, a rectangular, aerial, architectural view of the temple, okay, and I'll, I'll draw from your perspective, so east is going to be this way if you're looking at it. The river flows out from the southern part of the eastern wall, and it goes beneath the altar which is up top here, and it flows out, flows out of the gates, and it goes down. Throughout the Holy Land, down the river of the Jordan, and it reaches all the way to the Dead Sea. If anybody knows the geography of the Holy Land, there's a lot of symbolic meaning in all of this. And we can say a number of things. This river that Ezekiel sees is first and foremost the river of grace that flows forth from the church of Jesus Christ. That makes way for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. This river of life, this river of grace, this river of the Holy Spirit is also a source of of the sacraments, primarily baptism and also the Eucharist. Our text here in Ezekiel speaks about wherever this river goes, it makes uh, the fish alive and swarming. The fish are Christians. We are the fish that receive this life of grace that flows forth from the Church of Jesus Christ. And then it reaches all the way to the Dead Sea, if anybody knows about the Dead Sea. The salt content of the Dead Sea is so dense that nothing really can live in it. That's why it's called the Dead Sea. But the living waters of this grace reach this sea and make it alive. And make it so that the fish can actually move it and swim there. And we have a beautiful passage from the psalm. The waters of the river gladden the city of God. The holy dwelling of the most high. This is the church. The universal church. It is the city of God. It is the dwelling of the most high. And those waters that make it glad are the waters of grace that we receive through the sacraments. And then of course St. Paul in our reading from 1 Corinthians, he says, you all of you, it's a plural, it's second person, but it's a plural. You, all of you, are the temple of the living God. And then finally we have our passage from the Gospel where Jesus says, destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. And they took it literally, but what he was really speaking about was his body. His body is the new temple that Ezekiel saw in prophetic vision. His body is also the mystical body of Christ, the universal church of which we are members. And so the main point maybe that I would like to express to you, I'm to and I'm going to try to tie this into the CMA, is that we cannot exist as an individual parish, we cannot exist as, a, as an individual particular diocese, apart from the universal church. We would be right with that Sea. There's nothing alive. But if we're connected, if we're connected to that river that goes back, to that we are truly uh, an integral part of the universal church, it's then we receive that river of grace. It's then that we are made glad by that river of the city of God. And so, we need to be part of that universal church. And our material resources, should flow back and forth, There should be a, a sharing, not only in spiritual resources, a communion in spiritual resources, but also a communion in material resources, they go beyond the boundaries of our local parish. And so, concretely, going back to this picture of the river, what are some of the ministerial benefits that flow to us from the broader church, Now we need to remember that it's only in communion with our bishop, Bishop McConnell, or whoever our bishop might be in time, it's only in communion with our bishop that we're in communion with the universal church, that we're connected to that river and to that city of God. And so it's important for us to be mindful of the, entire, of the entire diocese. And the CMA is a collection of money that, that goes to the diocesan level administration. It's as simple as that. But what are some of the ministerial benefits that we may from resources outside of the local parish here that come to us from the diocesan level? Well, first and foremost, as I said, our bishop connects us to the universal church. Simple as that they uh, they can consecrate the Eucharist, and they can celebrate Mass, but they can't make other priests. Only our bishop can do that. Only our bishop can ordain other men to be priests, and so uh, enable them to say Mass. Priests really are an extension of the bishop's ministry. When I, for example, when I, uh, I was ordained, I made uh, promises, I made a promise to pray certain prayers throughout the day the divine office. I made a promise of celibacy, and really the most and sometimes the most challenging promise that I made is a promise of respect and obedience to the bishop, to the ordinary of, of the diocese in which I'm ordained. And I serve, my minister, here for you and for people of St. Francis and at the pleasure of the bishop, I'm an extension of his ministry. Um, and, for example, in the sacrament of penance, I cannot forgive sins unless the bishop gives me the jurisdictional authority to do that. So the power of the keys, that sacramental authority through which priests forgive sins, that keys keys lay. So the, the bishop is really the central authority uh, figure for us, even at our local uh, parish level. The diocese has oversights of vocations, awareness, of recruiting and sending young men to seminary. Uh, there's other things that we can't really do at the local level that we've benefits from at the, the diocesan level. Religious education is, is, is an oversight at the diocesan level. Sacramental preparation, youth and young adult ministry. There are also concrete financial benefits that come to the parish from the diocesan level. So pretty much uh, from what I understand, half of any dollar that you into the CMAs is really going to come back directly to the parish through a number of means. First and foremost, seminarians are sent to seminary to become priests at the expense of the diocese that pays for that. Uh, seminarians who work in parishes, they're also paying not by by the parish, but I think partially in part, we're going to on that one. I think part of it is from the parish, but most of it is from the diocese. Uh, health insurance for And there's other things, but uh, the emphasis here that I just want to say is that there is a sharing of spiritual goods, and there's also a sharing of material goods, and we're part of a great church that goes all across the world, and Rome is the center of that church, and it is truly Catholic, and it's it's a wonderful part to be uh, to be in that church and to receive that river of grace. And so I encourage us uh, to be generous. I myself have given a good generous uh, gift on, on behalf of the parish of Mary Martha to the CMA, and I gave a good generous gift on, on behalf of St. Mary's as well. So I encourage you to do, do the same, As I wouldn't ever ask you to do something I don't do. So God bless you tonight and uh, let, us, let us rejoice in that river of mercy and respond in kind with, with generosity.